Hi there, and welcome to the Art and Science Punks podcast, where two lifelong learners talk about art, science, engineering, technology, and a lot of other things. I'm one of your punks, Kate Stenzinger, and with me tonight and every night is my amazing punk partner. Hey, I am Rob Stenzinger. You know what we're going to do tonight? What are we going to do? Tonight we are going to talk about the hard parts of balancing passion projects, work, and family. Hmm. We've talked about this, I think, in, as subcontext maybe on many of our podcasts, kind of mm-hmm. how we manage and, and work with things. But we're going to kind of take it head on tonight and talk about what's hard about that balancing act. Hmm. Okay. I like it. I, yeah, it, it, it'll be a, a fun thing to explore. I think it'll be, a, I hope it'll be a fun thing to explore, yeah. or this will be our most depressing podcast yeah, ever. Well, for, sure. <laughs> we can, we can make it fun while the, the rain falls and the, the, the moody, the, the moody music plays. Like, Are you going to put some moody music in the background? Uh, like nine inch nails. There you go. Yeah. Wear a hoodie. This is a Jersey bit, Jersey joke. Hi, Jersey. Hey, Jersey. <laughs> uh, Jersey Drozd from, uh, Many things like Lean Into Art, the other podcast I do, and, uh, you know, comicsaregreat.com. But, uh, yeah, it's a thing where it's, it, there, there's territory that's really nearby when you're, when you're thinking about, about the art that you make and things that are in the way, the barriers and all that kind of stuff. And, and oh, it's, sure. uh, it, it has a potential to be a, a downcast kind of topic, but I, I'm not too worried about it. No, I and I think I think we're ready. I think so too, and I think you know I I hope what we can do as far as kind of doing the topic justice is to to have it be an honest podcast and and kind of um, mm-hmm. something that resonates because it is hard. It's really hard to to kind of balance all of these things. Um, I'm just going to call it a day job. So working my day job, mm-hmm. you know, can be I can be exhausting, and to kind of come home at the end of that with nothing in your tank, and you know, there's still, you know, activities, supper, bath time, you know, bedtime routine, all to do before there's um, time left for passion projects or creative projects. Mm-hmm. By yeah, the end or of that, like other sorts of uh, hobbies, uh, refill the, the tank activities. Like, uh, I mean, some people play video games or watch. Um, some people play video games. I don't, who would those people be? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some people, you know, tr- you know, whatever. Uh, we play video games. Exactly, exactly. Very much so. Yeah, um, play video games. We fall in love with a television show now mm-hmm. and again. Yeah, we pick and choose, but uh, we do make time for that. But yet, um, that is sent, that becomes another sort of, um, well, place to invest time. Yeah, absolutely. Another thing that's going to completely competes. I mean, there are times where we'll be like, okay, what are we going to do tonight? And it's this negotiation between, you know, sleep projects and recharging. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which one do you think? If we made that into a pie chart, sleep projects and recharge. Mm. I wonder what that pie chart would look like. I think... Well, a pie chart would be like one moment in time. So I think that pie chart could totally lie. Well, okay, but right? if we did a pie chart saying of the last year. of the Okay, so then we would have like a time series. I'm a nerd when it comes to like think about the That's data right. and I did, visualizing I, I the, the data. I tripped. 
Sorry, yep. podcast people. You fell into my I tripped. Trap. <laughs> it's uh no, well, why okay. That's this is not meant to be a data visualization nerd uh attack, right? Attack data right. visualization nerds. What will your defense be? It's it's more um hey, wait a minute. A pie chart doesn't quite convey that picture. A pie chart means like it's 100% of of a thing. And how how is that pie divided up? Who gets a share of this pie? Right. But this pie That's my question. happens all the time and every day, right? Yeah. So we could talk about the pie by the hour, but the pie by the day, the month, the week, whatever. In yeah. general, what do you think the pie would look like oh. over the last 12 months? In general, ah. realizing that the pie may not add up you to 100%. The pie. Because I was going to propose it could be more of a series of saying over time there would be a line of um, what what were the three portions there or the three areas of concern you had? Um, sleep. Sleep. Recharge. Okay. And projects, creative projects. So each of those would get a line. Like, so let's say like one month, you know, they, each of the, the lines would end up swapping and, yes. and, and wiggling and going different directions. And it would look like, like a little uh, multicolored uh, mountain range. But, um, but right now, okay. So summarizing that over the, over the, la- the last year. Into a pie. Into a pie. Banana cream. <laughs> it's. Yeah, okay, sleep is my weakest slice, but I mean, so then it depends on whose pie, okay? Well, let's just pretend your pie, and then I'll do my pie. Okay. So let's say your your sleep pie won, what, 10% of the time? Uh, let, let's just say smallest slice. Sm- okay, yeah. you're just going to do small, smallest, okay. Yeah, small slice, and then I would say the next biggest slice would be... Um, as far as this is what's left after all the other commitments, and then it would be, um, well, projects. Yeah. And then recharging is the, uh, well, no, 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 that's opposite. And the medium would be recharging. Charging, yeah. Then the biggest would be projects. Yep. I would agree with that for you very yeah. much so. So the largest piece of your pie would be creative projects. Followed by recharging, which would be, you know, watching TV, video games. Mm. I even count working out in there. Yeah, working out, reading. um, Sketching. Yep, absolutely. If it's not for a project, right? I I have um, attempted to hack the system many different times. And one of the approaches I use is to make a project, make a desirable handful of projects be what I use as far as procrastinating, procrastinating against any other project. So I'm always on a project. <laughs> we might have to unpack that a little bit. Hmm. But let's go to my pie first. Okay. Okay. So I think my pie would probably be fairly equal. Mm. I think my creative... Like a peace sign. Like a peace sign. I think my creative endeavors would be a little bit smaller than the other two, but not hmm. by much. The last year, yeah. I feel like I have been trying really hard to get to to give sleep its proper place in my life. Mm -hmm. Is that rubbing off on you yet? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, finally. I mean, it was um, yeah, twenty sixteen. Not my best uh, sleep year. 
but but um sleep year that's kind of funny mm-hmm. sounds like leap year <laughs> yeah <clears throat> uh you know what i want to say on sleep that i think is a fascinating thing is oh and i should have saved this for a pick but it's not my pick <laughs> is um i use a sleep app sleep app uh sleep cycle okay and so it you know i set sleeps on my phone i set sleep cycle at night before i go to bed and then um lay the phone face down on my bedside table and you know it kind of i don't know it pays attention to what i'm doing mm. while i sleep so it kind of monitors my sleep um am i in deep sleep am i in you know i can't remember what they call it but mid-range sleep um or am i you know awake and it's you know so so accurate i notice um it says that I'm awake like when you come to bed. Like I know what time you come to bed by looking at the sleep app. I'm like, hey, did you come to bed this time? Um, but the cool thing it does is it tracks how long you're, you know, because then it's also an alarm clock, right? So mm-hmm. it'll wake me up in the morning. And so I started doing this last year at some point, thinking I was getting between seven and eight hours of sleep a night, and I was barely getting six. Mm-hmm. Like I just was fooling myself thinking. So I think that's really where I started kind of focusing on and and giving sleep more of a priority. And I love this topic, the whole idea of, of, um, let's see, instrumenting your life or um, what are some some other terms for it? But it's when you end up, you do something like you wear something that tracks your steps, you do something that that is, um, well, helping you measure your sleep or... Um, remember your your weight from a scale and put it into an app and it's essentially getting this this data out of the short-term memory space and into well something you could possibly even make right useful charts out of yeah oh yeah and i get that's the cool thing about the the sleep app that i use is the 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 tracking and i can see kind of the trend lines, you know, I can look the last week, the last month, or just the entire time I've used the app. And I'm up to about six hours and 20 minutes is now about my average, Mm -hmm. Um, which still isn't where I want to be, but is much better than where I started. Okay. So anyway, I'm pretty excited about that. It was a little tangent on sleep, but I think it's one of the things we balance. It's oh, I think yeah. the first thing that goes out the window when we're trying to find our strike a balance. Well, and okay. So then I think there's a feedback loop of like, well, if something goes out the window <clears throat> and you desire the path that you're on leading towards some, some end result, some, uh, frequently experienced thing, right. Or like a way, a way of being right. Mm hmm. Um, I think you can rationalize that away like, like, like a boss and be like, boom, guess what? I don't need sleep and now I'm going to blog about it or whatever. I think this happens, right? I, uh-huh. I, to anybody I hope we I know? have not participated oh, in okay. this, but like, um, you can, well, and, and of course I, I, I assume I have with, um, you know, podcasting for a number of years and all that and reflecting and, and, and some of, some of that inherently you, you're going to look for the narrative in what you've experienced that is this, um, well, somehow a, this is how it should be, or this is desirable. And um, <clears throat> I had that narrative about sleep off and on. I mean, I've had a mixed bag relationship yeah. with you know, like how much I've respected sleep over time. But I, th- I don't think I'm alone in that, in like our like wider culture. Um, oh, absolutely. 
Oh, that's so, the other cool thing about the the app is it ooh. will tell you um, like what country gets the most amount of sleep, what country gets the least amount of sleep. And, you know, then it'll just say, you know, like the average time I go to bed is. This is know, awesome. Okay, wait yeah. a minute. Who Who's getting sleep and who's not getting All right, sleep? Let me pull it I up, need uh, to know. All right. Let me tell you what I what I got here. Because, I mean, sure. Sleep cycle. I can paraphrase and misquote. Trends. Sources. All trends. Okay. Nope, that's sleep quality. Okay, so I am averaging going to bed at 11.28 p.m. I know that's okay, this might is be up to you if you want to share this much detail. TMI but, for okay. everyone. No. TMI? So the earliest is um, South Africa goes to bed at 11.01 p.m. Hmm. And South Korea is the latest at 1 a.m. Oh, wow. Now, what I don't know and I should look into is if that's based on data that they collect, right? So only people using their app mm -hmm. or if that's based on some other national norms. Sure. Um, the Oh, and by the way, the average in the United States is 1142. Hmm. So okay. That's the average time people go to bed. Um, the average time in bed um, in the United States is seven hours and 10 minutes. Shortest is Saudi Arabia at five hours and 56 minutes. Whoa. And the longest is Finland, seven hours and 34 minutes. It's wild how much the sharp edges get get sort of sanded off when you look at a wide population. Yeah. Because um, that means that there's probably a lot of people in Saudi Arabia that are way lower than that. Mm -hmm. And it also means in Finland, there's probably people, a lot more people who are way more than that. More right. Than that. Getting a know. good solid eight hours like you're supposed to. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Sleep. And um, I think it was good to spend a little bit of time walking around that because it's a big one. It's a big one that, that sort of is is one of the um, forces that we 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 deal with. Do you find that sleep impacts your the other pieces your creative projects <laughs> your work uh, <laughs> your family time uh, <laughs> was, that, was that leading the witness maybe mm -hmm. just a little mm -hmm. yes. <laughs> uh yes it does so yeah obviously mm -hmm. okay so that was really obvious sorry that was mm -hmm. really stupid but no it Nope, I, I I refute that it was stupid. It is not. It's it's a very worthwhile thing. It's um, the influence of sleep is extreme, and the and it's so hard. And, and yet, it it is positioned as the thing that becomes somehow what we assume is most optional, because right. Because somehow we don't value the stillness and, and the recharging to the extent that, and even like like that, like sleep as recharging versus activities as recharging. Yep, totally. Which is probably another big topic. But like the, um, if I am uh, in an activity, I I can I can do more to rationalize that versus like if I'm still. And I can share all sorts of, you know, distorted ideas on that. that oh, sure. No, that makes sense. Keeping yourself busy. Yeah. Somehow that that's more meaningful and better yeah. and what have you. That that leads to, um, I think, a greater effort pulling against and avoiding sleep. 
Reminds me of the days of Run Run Crash. <laughs> uh, I'm sure we both have our own flavors of that. Absolutely. But, but yeah, that was the... There was a time early in our relationship where I was working multiple jobs and um, happy as can be about it. Um, but the second I would stop, I would fall asleep. So I would come home at the end of a very long day and sit down on the couch and, and Robbie would begin to, to talk with me. And the next thing he knew, I was asleep. <laughs> like, as I'm, like l- I'm a fantastic, calming thing. That's right. <laughs> I'm asleep. Yeah. Well, and for me, it was falling asleep during um, during any any kind of pleasant entertainment, right? Um, if there's a video game that's too calm, yep. Doesn't matter <laughs> if there's a controller in my hand. Yoshi's Yarn. I'm looking at you, like it's that's right. so hypnotically calming. And the music, the music and was so peaceful. Just nope. Time to time to not be awake anymore. Yeah. During that, and um, <clears throat> yeah. All right, I'm going to redirect us because uh, we are on the, yeah, on so the sleep tangent. Yes, yeah, sleep is dominating, dominating, which is, um, I mean, it's you're right to redirect re- redirect us, but it's uh, I'm glad we gave it its time. Yeah, and a, um, it is a very nourishing, nurturing, helpful thing that I have. Um, I've had, you know, um, times where I've I've really devalued it. Yeah. So, um, and with that, we're going to say good night. And we're going to go to sleep. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. We will continue on. Um, so what all, What are the hard parts of kind of this balance? Right. Obviously, mm-hmm. we've talked about sleep. Um, sleep is a crazy one because it's the first one we have devalued and, and have kind of gotten rid of. Um, but what else what else makes it challenging to balance? Well, OK, the other ones are really super dark and sad to de- to devalue. Like you could de- devalue our relationship. You could devalue our relationship with our children. You could devalue like, well, so how do I not be as, you know, of service in my other roles yeah, and day job and day job things or, or other things like that? Um, or the passion projects, right? Mm, the creative projects, yeah. the things that at least for us really fuel us. Why is that even a concern? Why are they, um, like, what What do you mean, like, passion project? Didn't we have an episode titled that? I think we might have. Yeah. Um, and I think that's an interesting thing, right? So we both have um, creative endeavors, creative mm-hmm. projects that we work on. And it's interesting because we come across people, um, friends and acquaintances, that um, don't always have passion projects. It's incredibly common. And that's fine. Totally cool. It totally is. But it, I will say, in, in all honesty, sometimes it leaves us a little, like, head scratching. Like, wait, what? You know, like, it's just it's a different kind of way of being. But for us, those um, creative things, whether it's it's crafting or coding or drawing or building something, uh, it's really fundamental mm-hmm. to um, what grounds us as well, who we are and we'll pull it in to uh something it'll go from an abstract world need of like well i know i want to do this i wish i did this or what have you Mm -hmm. to like well okay no you know what when i'm giving gifts over whatever chunk of time i'm going to make them or whatever or um i really want to get another game out into the world 
and or yeah, I want to share um, this idea that I have with as many people as I can possibly reach. Or you're like, or for you, you you've you've like made you make blankets in in sometimes yeah. it's it's a charity thing, sometimes it's a someone's Absolutely. having a baby thing or whatever, where it's like, well, I want to do this and give it, and it's it has this extra weight, meaning, and commitment, and that helps. Um, that helps honestly as far as uh yeah well wh- why make the time for this and why is it a um why is there a tension that i need to somehow explore navigate balance well it's because it's it's important to me and you know and imp- important to you and it is it's important but i also think it 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 makes me feel like a whole person when I when I don't or when there's a, a lack there when the when my pie chart because this pie chart's really now very important to me mm-hmm. since I thought of it like three <laughs> minutes ago, um, but when my pie chart is um, when my creative part of the pie is too small, I think my stress goes up, my irritability goes up. Mm. Um, are you, are you talking about me? <laughs> No, because uh, I mean, I, I yes, I, I agree with this so whole wholeheartedly. Yes. Yeah, I, that I piece of the pie that. has to be big enough. Yeah, yeah, it's just part of. I guess it's part of Corda making me feel like who I like I who I am. Mm-hmm. I know there's a term for this that I'm not coming up with, but uh, I, identity. Yeah, mm. part of my identity. Mm. Um, but it's very much tied to my emotional state. Mm-hmm. So that's why, so I think we were talking about it as being important and I wanted to put a little bit more language around that. Um, Sounds good. And, and yeah, that makes, that makes sense. So Um, I have a question for you. Yeah. When it gets really tough, when Hmm. it gets really hard and the balance is really frustrating, Hmm. how do you reset? Or do you? Hmm. How how do I reset? I was gonna say recharge, but then I don't know that it's a re. I mean, I don't know whichever feels more like it, what you do in those cases. Do you recharge? Do you reset? Uh great question. So do I? Um, maybe it's a little a little of both. And. I think one of one of the most important things that I've learned is to is to try to put this in a wider context mm. because oh, yeah. I can have a sense of urgency and concern and frustration and hyper focus on like well the slice is narrow so therefore we must widen the slice and that's important and because because it's important I can I don't know continue this feedback loop of hyper focusing on it but um but to me that hasn't been the greatest um the greatest way to frame and solve problems Mm -hmm. and what's helped me more is to um be okay with the difficulty which sounds oh that's fancy but accepting wow look at you go zen yeah it's 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 just it's coexisting with that it's like oh I see I have this feeling. Sure. I don't need to do anything about that. Yep, it's there. It, it, it is. It exists. And 
And then I have to learn that I shouldn't do anything about your feeling also. <laughs> well, sure. Yeah. If you, you, you're, you know, being, being in a relationship, you have a significant other and, you know, you want, you know, naturally want to help each other, that kind of thing. Yeah. And that, that can be like, well, wow, this looks really hard for you. I want to help. And maybe there is nothing that can be done right now sure. other than trying to find a both well the a wider context a wider context and i also think and we do this really well for each other but as partners to also be accepting of whatever those feelings are the yeah, frustration it's okay the, to have a hard time yeah it's okay to have a hard time which i'm really grateful for because i know i do have a hard time with with um and honestly overall my approach to my projects I could describe as a sustainable hard time. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Wow. I think I'm going to make you, I'm going to cross stitch you like a little sign that says your my sustainable hard time (laughs) and I will hang it above your desk. Uh, okay. I was talking about my projects, but yeah, yeah, that'll, that'll work. Um, no, so that's, that's good. I think that's, um, it's really interesting kind of, of uh, approach. And I think it's a healthy and strong approach, right? So it's not just bottling it up, shoving it down, pushing it back, which, okay, let's be honest. Some, some days that's what I do. I know that's what you do too. Some days, right? Not every day is perfect, but. Oh, well, right. I mean, yeah. Big feelings where it's like, oh my gosh, this is um, so weird. Like, okay. I tried to get, more um more uh this is gonna i don't know what the, i don't know how to describe it but like i feel privileged and fortunate sure where over time over the years yeah my thing i do to engage in trade with the world yeah is more and more meaningful to me oh absolutely that makes a difference it has made a difference and yet does not remove all tension between the different forces of like, well, passion projects and whatever. And yeah, um, because inherently passion projects can have different nourishing effects besides making money. I tend to end up learning a lot that I find other indirect ways to engage in trade. Right. And to integrate into other parts of your mm-hmm. world. Like practicing, um, Mm, practicing facilitation and, and doing workshops on the side. Some of them paid, some of them, some of them not paid. Right. And yet that very much has become a marketable, you know, asset. Yeah. That, that feeds back into uh, what I, the kinds of things I end up getting paid to do. And also what I, um, the activities themselves and, and yeah. uh, what they're for. It just becomes more and more, it has become more meaningful for me over time. So that's, that's really got to help with the balance. That's awesome. That does help. I mean, again, I don't want to discount the fact that it's still a challenge and it's Mm -hmm. still, you know, it doesn't mean that the um, passion project stuff goes away, Mm. um, you know, or that that piece of the pie even gets smaller. It just, I think makes things feel more fulfilling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And, 
that, I mean, anything you can have as a tool to help with, uh, re well, we're in a way we're talking around the topic of reframing. Um, yeah. Yeah. Reframing, having to a, reframe, yeah. a perspective, a context that helps make the thing you're engaging with more meaningful, yeah. whether that's, you know, hopefully there's enough signal to say that it's not just, um, delusion it's like <laughs> like no okay it's it's it, it yeah. can be both meaningful and hurt and yeah. be challenging absolutely you know i think it's interesting too because for me when i am feeling out of balance out of sorts um overwhelmed because usually that's what happens for me is i get an overwhelmed mm. you know if i'm not in balance i end up feeling anxiety and, and overwhelmed and through the years what i've i've learned and particularly in this balance, right when it's when it's work, family, and, and passion projects, um, I need to sit down and talk it through with you. Hmm. I mean, that's how I reset or recharge. I need to, um, and I think part of what it is is I can tell you how I'm feeling, and you can hold up that mirror to say, you know, what parts of this can you reframe? What parts of this? is reality and what parts of this is, you know, which it's all right of our own doing. Right. Mm. So, um, and then where can we problem solve it? Right. For anything that needs to be problem solved. Um, those kind of different pieces. And through the years I've learned that, um, that's kind of my best reset. Mm. It's so funny because yeah, I, I agree. And yeah, Honestly, you're you are very much my best reset. Oh, <laughs> that was yeah. really sweet. <laughs> well, it's, uh, it's I I'm just echoing what you said, yeah. and the there are things that are like go tos of like okay, you know what? I had a hard day. I yeah. had a difficult week. I'm going to whatever, right? Right. right. I'm going to play some Zelda, or I'm going to like whatever. And it's going to, I'm going to play the blank out of this Zelda. I'm going to play some Halo. I'm going to, yes, that going to get those aliens. And I'm going to play some Battlefront. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, so, so some video games or could be like, I'm going to like, um, pick up that instrument. I'm going to whatever. Mm -hmm. And depending on what slices, slices of commitments are in your pie, that's awesome. But then sometimes the commitments end up like taking over one or, 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 yeah, um, it's not an option. So, yeah, the, exactly. It's not an option. And so then that's the greatest. There's no, there's no video, practice. violent video games for us in, in the evenings anymore when the kids are awake. Uh, nope. <laughs> that one is out the window for right now. Yeah. It used to be like, ah, eh, our day, I'm going to play some. Let's like, go blow something up. Yep. And, uh, yeah, Borderlands, Halo, something. Yes. Oh, fun. Yeah. And, um, and so that's a trick that is this evolving. That's another aspect of the sort of time series. Yes. Nature of this, where you may have a sort of, um, approach or go to that is a, a little bit of a, of reframing or a nourishing or a venting or a thing that helps you somehow. And then. Maybe it's not an option anymore. Right. Or it's just one of those days that it's just not going to fit, right? I'm mm -hmm. exhausted. I'm wiped out. You know, family stuff is crazy. And at the end of the day, I have a big report due tomorrow and I got no choice. I got to log back into work and get the report done. 
Oh, yeah. Yep. You know I mean? That sometimes is just the plain old reality of it. Mm. And we just power through. But I think I, I feel like I power through knowing that I've got a solid support system. I do have things that I know will help me recharge. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of the things that we've talked about in some of the other podcasts with the way we do goal planning and we weigh, the way we look at our uh, the big picture. And who could forget, you know, the Kanban. <laughs> and okay, so like this episode represents the digging into the context behind pretty much all the other episodes. Totally, yes. I like how you frame that. And well, thanks. And I mean, we've we've talked about, and hopefully this has this has an essence of pragmatic, useful, positive um, benefit and tools or something. We're hearing how we're approaching this or seeing it and yeah. what have you. Um, so it becomes a useful tool in and of itself, but like, honestly, the, the useful tools are typically what we pick as a topic. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> so in summary, just go back and listen to all the other podcasts. Well, and it's only 19. One right? through Others, 19. Well, you got this one. That's yeah, exactly. So, um, that's funny. I like that. Yeah. It's all tied together. Uh, that was a nice little bow. Okay. Should we move on to picks? All right. Let's do that. Do you want to go first? Okay. I have the art pick nice. for this week. And <clears throat> I'm just going to say video games are an art form. I know it can be yes. a thing that's somehow contentious. Not and anymore. Really? I, well, you know what? Depends on the circles. Depends on who you follow, what have you, and, and notice. And, All right. Somebody and tweet me if um, that's still a thing. Okay. <laughs> So yeah, video games are a human endeavor that does express like just pure beauty in a variety of ways. Amazing art. And uh, it is an experience that is more than just one sense, much like a play, much like when you are in a play or... Yes, uh, but it's even, it's interactive. Improvising and having some kind of interactive experience. There are many... Things that we have created as humans that I, I think lay the context for video games being also one of our art forms. And that being said, my pick is a waffle. No, it's a video game. <laughs> <coughs> it's a video better game. better be a waffle. That, the waffles I made, those were good waffles. <laughs> you did make some incredible waffles the other day. <laughs> uh, but no. no my, so a video game art mm, pick. Yep. And love it. It is uh, Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. <laughs> I've not heard of this game. Well, I know oh, you have. Oh wait! Yeah, <clears throat> it's beautiful. It it is a um, it's a bit of storytelling. It's a lot of interactive exploring sandbox of mm-hmm. curiosity and combination of of challenges and puzzles and ways to solve them anything from um i happen to be um pretty much of oh so okay i'm, I'm a pescatarian right i'm i'm vegetarian vegetarian but for some reason i still will eat fish and I don't, that's an iffy thing yeah it's pretty uh, rare right now my fish empathy is going up and up over time so you really feel for the fish uh, it's it's weird because i didn't and now i'm doing it and yeah so, That's but in happens. this game, like one of the, one of the things, right. You is, is like you're hunting 
And I'm like, oh, it's weird. Yeah, because you're hunting and then just, you have to eat the stuff you kill. And you cook it too. Man, and I, you, you I come don't up think with I could all do these it. different recipes and whatnot. It becomes this, this, um, you're like this, trading recipes. I didn't, I haven't seen any I recipes. Know. There's like Pinterest in the game. <laughs> there no, is there's not. No. <laughs> if they put Pinterest in Breath of the Wild, they might end society <laughs> because <laughs> <laughs> there would be nobody. You heard it here first. Um, okay, but there's recipes. Else done. Yes. I didn't know there were recipes. I haven't seen the recipes yet. Yeah. Well, yeah. And so you discover, um, and, and you can, it's a bit of, uh, both, uh, hmm, some basic chef stuff, experimental, you know, I'm going to cook at the cook that the campfire stuff uh-huh. mixed with, um, with something that I haven't experimented a lot, a lot with yet, which is the sort of alchemy. And so you could be oh, making, cool. you know, elixirs and stuff. Heal yourself with yeah. your with your bone broth. More or less, yeah. I mean, which right? In real, <laughs> like for me, I I no, I don't want real bones, but digital bones. I guess I'm fine with digital. You're just digital eating, bones. So, what are you eating? Like, is it like real animals or is it like mystical? I don't know, they're like Zelda animals. There's they're like, like fancy, like cartoon, like an elk crossed with a. Um, there's like this giant bull-like one that I've come across recently. But like and when you kill like, it, does it say like... Yeah, there's goats. So, yeah, so they yeah, use real animal goat, yeah. names. Like, yep, you yep. know, you uh, just killed a kind of medium like, goat. Sure. <laughs> and, but, okay, that's not the main thing. That This is like the incidental tiny mini game amongst right. the giant other like set Art. of concerns, right? Which, um, I mean, you're there to... Let's see. I want to avoid spoilers. Yeah, don't don't give away too much. Um, let's see. It is. Are you Link in this game? Um, you are Link. You notice that from the cover of the game and whatnot. And but you're Link in a new, more rich context yeah. than has been present in previous Zeldas. And um, it is. There are interesting characters and fun you know people to interact with there's so many interesting puzzles like the Mm -hmm. the dungeons in the game are to me the most satisfying that i've encountered in in any zelda um it is not the it um the needless slog through well um I've learned how to solve a thing and now what I'm doing is proving my effort and endurance and, and grit and willingness to continue sure, sure. dealing with this over time to experience more of the game. There is just tons of variety and um, this big world where you'll find lots of little puzzles and characters and animals and um, through that you figure out like, well, what do I want to wear? What are my weapons? What are my... Um, what's my other protection and whatnot? And is it even, you know, which missions am I, which missions am I going to take or go on? Very much, very much because you can help different people and their day to day or, or, you know, momentary concerns, or you can, you can be dealing with the bigger, you know, sort of epic concerns. Um, so if people don't know, why don't you share also the system? Well, okay. I did end up getting a, um, the Nintendo Switch. 
um, this game happens to be also available for the Wii U, right? Okay, so it is on both platforms. Yeah, the Wii U. Or I guess it's one platform, but... Eh, it's both platforms, yeah. So it both both the Nintendo systems, but um, yeah, you can... Um, and for the for the uh, Nintendo Switch, it's um, that's been a delight. I am. It's so portable. It's very so pleased to see take Nintendo anywhere. do something newly innovative, and um, it's it's a well made piece of hardware with some incredible software so far. Yeah, that's been and great. Not that I've you know I've experimented with a couple of other games, but um, Breath of the Wild is this. It's satisfying to play for five minutes, and then just recently, I I went and like let's see, so it was, um, I budgeted the time to like play it for like multiple hours. Yeah, and it was still awesome. That's great. So, yeah. Anyway, like a lot of prattling, and so the the art is beautiful, the sound, the the work, and the music and the sound is is so subtle mm-hmm. and immersive and um and pleasing. In, in the sort of feedback that you get for all the things you end up dealing with. Um, Sounds like you're giving it two thumbs up. Oh, whatever my rating system is, it gets the big rating. All right. It gets all of the rating. It gets full rating. Full rating. Awesome. All right. The name of the game again. Uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Nice. I always forget the Breath of the Wild part. Yeah. And I know it's a Zelda game, but cool. Oh my gosh. And you can hang glide you do like to hang glide in that game. Okay. What's your pick? (laughs) You have a science pick. I do have a science pick tonight. Um, So our our science pick, my science pick is our bath bombs. No way. Yes. Our bath bombs. So we have a bath bomb recipe and I'm going to do a blog post on this tonight. So it'll be up before Mm. the episode goes live so we can link to it. Mm. Um, But we, I don't even remember how we came about making bath bombs, but um, it was just an experiment with the kids. Or so the a, wait, wait, wait. The bathtub blows up. Yes, yes. Is that a problem? <laughs> it sounds like you're talking about like making moonshine or something. Yeah. So a bath bomb is a very nice little fizzy scented thing you throw in the bath, and Ooh. it fizzes all over, and it makes for a very relaxing and um, yummy smelling bath. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, so when our oldest, um, she's the one who typically makes the bath bombs. We've kind of tried a couple different recipes and we've kind of come to one that we really like. And that's the one I'll put on the blog. Ah. Um, but she did last year for her school science fair, did an experiment with the bath bombs with playing around with different amounts of ingredients to see what would get the most fizz. Mm. Um, so bath bombs is typically just at a very high level. And again, we'll, um, link to this in the show notes, but you've got citric acid and baking soda, um, and then several other ingredients, but those are the two ones, an acid one's a base. And when they're combined and then they hit the water, they, um, they react and they make that carbon dioxide bubbles kind of go crazy in the water. Um, Hmm. So that's we played with the different ingredients to see how we could get more and more fizz. Okay, more fizz. I mean, it it it's um, it seems to like release the pleasant scent, mm-hmm. right? And I mean, it's it's a little bit like the water is more bubbly, 
and it's it has a texture to it. Yeah. Right? Well, and you know, you put things in it like um, coconut oil, right? So that's going to soften your skin in the bath. Mm. Um, Epsom salt, which Epsom salts are just good for muscle soak. Mm. You know, so there's a there's other things that are also in the bath bombs that kind of um, help with that. And we put them in cute little molds, so they are fun little shapes. And so the kids love to throw those in the bath with them. That's cool. And it's and a great little science experiment as well. That's Yeah, because you, you can change your proportions. Yeah. Is there So the molds, are we going, going to mention that too? Or is that be, will that be... A yeah, I mean, they're just the silicon... The yeah, silicon molds. You can do, you know, any different kind. Nice. We have... Um, I think the ones we we have hearts and stars that we really like. Sure. Um, so that's kind of fun. Yeah, they're a good size. Yeah, I'll I'll file dig up some photos of some of our our bath bombs and we'll we'll post that. But I'll put the full recipe out there on the blog just so people can um, play around with. I mean, there's a hundred bath bomb recipes on the internet, um, but we've kind of fine tuned ours a little bit and mm-hmm. and. Um, yeah. Pretty happy with how it turned out. A confident one hundred and first epi- recipe. All right, that wraps us up for today. We are the Art and Science Punks coming to you each week with stories of art, science, and creativity, and oftentimes stories, and as we shared tonight, struggles and even successes of balancing our personal passions with work and family. Art and Science Punks has a blog at artandsciencepunks.com and on Twitter at artsciencepunks. And we are soon to be on Instagram at Art and Science Punks. And as always, you can find our podcast feed at artsciencepunks.fireside.fm or on iTunes, where we, as always, would appreciate your five-star rating. Thanks. And you can tweet me at Kate Stenzinger on Twitter. And I am Rob Stenzinger on Twitter. To know what I've named this episode. The Sleep Show. Also, pie. Thank <laughs> you.